Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive Championship Weekend was a uh, was one long kick in the nuts for your boy. Um, I obviously was uh, invested in Saints and Chiefs. I felt like that was the Super Bowl we were going to get. Uh, and we were close, but uh, no cigar. And, you know, not only do the Rams and the Patriots advance, uh, the, um, you know, the leans that I, you know, the, the other looks that I had on totals and things like that were all kind of lost in the wind as well. Uh, only winning play for me today. Uh, besides the, you know, low, low, um, low stakes prop on Kamara receiving yards was the uh, second half scope look on the uh, Chiefs team total over 16 and a half. Scope lock. Scope lock. That was it for me, man. Otherwise, it was a bad day. A lot of my futures went up in smoke. All, you know, my, my pregame bets went up in smoke. Um, and those games were so in the freaking balance, man. Um, I feel like my Saints ticket cashes if that, you know, if that PI is officiated, you know, like every other pass that has been thrown in the NFL this season. Uh, I feel like the Saints win that by seven or at least, you know, we go 27, 27 into overtime uh, and then some some of the other looks we had get home. Um, I like I like somebody I can't remember I'll find this tweet somebody tweeted that if that was in college ball that guy wouldn't be playing the first half next week yeah that was Colin that was our buddy Colin um, yeah. that was a good that was a good point um, yeah just I mean it was helmet to helmet never looked back that was that was a rough call rough no call no call actually um, yeah and uh, it obviously wasn't like the deciding factor in that game uh, Sean Payton deserves an enormous amount of the blame. The game plan that they had, especially in the first quarter, the first half, uh, not you know going for more of a kill shot early, um, bit them in the ass. You could see it coming a mile away. Um, they, you know, all it took was a couple of passes to go Goff's way, and he immediately snapped out of his nerves and was looking like a confident quarterback out there. And uh, yeah, so now he goes to the Super Bowl. Um, I can't tell you for the life of me uh, how brutal the watching the game in my household was uh, for the second game. Uh, obviously, I had you know betting interest in the Chiefs. Otherwise, I've never cheered for the Chiefs really in my life. Like I couldn't really care less. I love Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. Like I like what they're doing there as an organization. And I was obviously, you know, pretty seriously convinced that they were underpriced in that game. I felt like with the home field advantage that they should have been more than a three point favorite. Um, and I couldn't really understand, you know, like what the case was for the Patriots. And uh, turns out they were well-prepared and the chiefs weren't. And the chiefs defensive preparation, especially was extremely lacking. Um, and, um, you know, Tom Brady made every single clutch throw that he needed to make. He got a couple of uh, beneficial calls, calls obviously, but um yeah, that was a tough one. Tough one to swallow. And to t- top it all off, uh, I brainwashed my wife uh, into being a Pats fan in the first several years here living in Long Beach. And um, so she was pulling for Brady and the Patriots the whole game and rubbing it in my face. And that was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, disappointing outcome, <laughs> to say the least. 
especially with uh, D Ford lining up offsides on the game. You know, what it would have been the clinching uh, interception there uh, in oh the fourth quarter with two minutes left. Yeah. That I mean, I don't, sucked. I don't want to, I don't know if we need it like a recurring divorce lawyer segment, but yeah, that's <laughs> nothing, nothing worse than just sitting next to somebody cheering against you. But yeah, the, it's, it's crazy how these games turn. And I mean, if you bet the chiefs, and I had chiefs, I had chiefs liability and it, it sucks, but you just gotta take a step back and realize, you know, you'll have things go your way too, but man, the, the muffed punt that wasn't the offsides, the the catch for the Pats that they got they ruled was a catch, losing the coin toss, and then there was one other like just just those it was five things that just could go either way and none of them did like it, it's just really tough and like props actually for the Chiefs getting back in the game in the second half because like you said the first half the game plan looked stupid especially everyone you know we, we were talking about the defensive game plan and I wanted to make comments about the offensive game plan but they'd been out there for like six plays like it, it was I think Mahomes had seen the ball for six plays in the first quarter it was wild the the time of possession difference between the two teams there which i guess if you want to stop an offense like that i mean it showed too in the second half the only way to stop an offense like that is just to not let them have the ball at all so kudos to the pats for that it worked out um honestly if you had the under uh, when it was seven nothing late in the second quarter that was looking like a field goal drive it was looking like 10 nothing and half Ah, that might be the worst beat of the day. Just having an under going into halftime there, feeling like I, I guess you probably you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, sure. which to be and also and also to be to be perfectly honest about that too. I as much as I hate to see you lose, I also am happy that it went over for the for the, all the weather people. Like, oh, it's so cold. Who? How are they going to score? Like, I'm glad there was like 68 points. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I mean, I, I mean, like, okay, so I obviously, you know, it's tough to get over the emotional uh, part of losing, especially when, you know, we're at the end of the season here. There's no real opportunities to make this up. The lines for the Super Bowl look pretty tight. Um, and I generally feel like, uh, you know, the coin flip here or there, and I get a different outcome no pun intended, uh, overtime rules can fucking suck it. Um, and yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the, the, it's just, it's tough to, it's tough to get over kind of the, you know, the, um, you know, emotional part of losing bets when you feel like you have a strong handicap and it doesn't come out. Right. Um, but at the same time, the game was fucking great. Like it was entertaining as hell. It was fun to watch a guy like Brady, who's had a lackluster season, put together by far and away his most impressive performance down the stretch when he needed it. Um, he was outplayed in the game by Mahomes, but it didn't matter because every time that there was third and you know a mile, uh, he had the perfect play. You know they had the perfect play dialed up. He had a guy, you know, get get open through you know through through um, ske- you know scheme and and the play design, which was spectacular and he made crisp throws and uh you cannot say that of a lot of other quarterbacks when the going gets tough you couldn't say that of drew Brees. drew Brees did not look clutch he looked very choky in that game and so hats off to tom brady for being able to kind of stay cool and be 
you know, be able to, you know, have composure in the pocket and, and make all of the throws. It was pretty, pretty awesome to see. Uh, yeah, we, if, so. if you did miss that, if you missed the, I don't remember which one, but we talked about it on halftime periscope. The, it, it was funny how we, we brought it up in our, in our DM as far as Bree, you said Breeze looks tight or Breeze looks a little unconfident. Uh, just he, he didn't have it. And I, I said, I think he's thinking about like how this is the last ride last game. And, and you were right in the same page. You're like, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. And you wonder if that, if that plays in and if it is truly, if he's done, I'd like to see him come back. He, I don't think, I don't think he looked terrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. today he kind of did today. He kind of did, but for most of the season, I, I think they found a way to, make him look like a decent quarterback still at his age. Like they, they planned a pretty nice offense around that team. They, they were, I would say they were, they were the one seed. They had a great season. So it'll, it'll yet to be determined, I guess, what he decides to do. Nobody's really talking about that. You don't hear a ton about, you know, the breeze retirement, I guess. Just he had a lot of records this year. Good season, but boy, the tough ending for, I mean, just the the first quarter there, like you said, the lack of aggressiveness in the play calling inside the red zone, gifted, gifted that uh, field position didn't get anything. Just got and we got three twice. If I think, you know, if you can get yourself a twenty one point lead instead of a thirteen point lead, you can you can really change the mentality of the other team. And that game might have just been over before it started, but uh, yeah, right. they didn't, and they didn't win. Yeah, right, right. Well. I don't know. I don't know if I would do the same thing given another opportunity. I feel like both. And, you know, I guess. Yeah, I guess if I have any, I obviously I'm pissed that I didn't win today. That's full. That's obvious. But more so, like I don't think I really did a poor job handicapping these games. I think it was uh, maybe what I what I missed was these were very 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 um, because they were situationally neutral. There wasn't an obvious edge on either one really. And the difference between the teams was not more than, you know, a point either way on a neutral field and the home field that I expected to manifest in both cases really didn't materialize. Uh, and, uh, that's that. So, uh, congratulations to the Pats backers and the Rams backers and, uh, everyone who still has futures alive, which does not include me because I am completely washed after this. Uh, and uh, yeah, have fun in the Super Bowl, guys. Um, on to Tennessee. Yeah, there was a moment there too. There was a moment there too where it was looking like if the Saints ended up winning by three, there really wasn't a two and a half unless people bought points. Or I, I don't think it ever. It never went to two and a half. So a lot. In fact, a ton of the Saints bet. Probably most of the Saints money was at minus three. And the shitload came in on the Rams at three and a half. So mm-hmm. the books would, I mean, that would have been a super, I was kind of cheering for that because I did want the Saints <laughs> to win too. But yeah. it's, it's fun for the books to just get a nice little bloodbath on a, on a heavily bet game because every Rams ticket would either cashed or pushed and they wouldn't have got anything back on the other side. Yeah. I doubt there was much, there couldn't have been much money on Saints three and a half. That's just, no, I mean, there's no. some dumb people out there, I guess, but. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't imagine. It was no, I, I guess. Uh, and like what you said, there wasn't. There wasn't huge edges to be had. I didn't think, which is why I didn't bet either game. I mean, I, I had the Saints or the Chiefs future, but like you know, the what was the Chiefs money line minus one thirty? 
minus one fifty somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's say I it's minus one fifty. I, I had the Chiefs I think both plus were minus one fifty. Right? Yeah, yeah. I had the Chiefs plus one sixty. Like that's an edge. I'll sit yeah, on that. Right. Like I, I like that number. I wasn't going to hedge out of that, which it sucks, but I'd do that again if I can get a number like that. I mean, that's just huge value against where I close. So. Yes, on to the let's let's get to let's talk about the big one, Pro Bowl week. Yeah. So <laughs> who's our Pro oh Bowl coaches? Let's we'll start here. Yeah, Sasha is having a bad a bad ooh. night also. He's having a very Alexander's very bad, awful, no good day. However that book, like children's book goes. But yeah, the it's gonna be Linehan, not Linehan, he got shit canned um Garrett. Garrett and whoever his staff is. And then I don't remember the AFC's coaches. And yep. It doesn't really matter because yep. should you bet the Pro Bowl? Probably not. Will I? Probably. Something small. There'll be some fun props there. Okay. So realistically, Super Bowl. Bet the total. Um, yeah. Before, what it, when we were talking last week, I gave you my numbers that I felt like uh, – this is what I would expect in the Super Bowl. I would have expected the Patriots to be two, two and a half point favorites against the Rams and a total of like 59. They opened it low. They opened it for the Rams for some reason. Can you explain why the Rams opened up as favorites for the Super Bowl? Does that make any sense to you? No. I mean, why would they, would they expect St. Louis money? Uh, St. Louis, LA money. That makes no sense. Like, in what world would they expect the early money to come in on LA? Yeah, like they what, knew it right. was going to get hit. It was going to hit. Like I guess I haven't had enough time to really process that. But you, you hang that number. Honestly, you hang anything under minus three. A two and a half probably gets hit. Like people are going to want to hit the Patriots. That's just uh, the recency of it. They just saw them and just marched down the field and won a game. I guess. Why not? Why not hang a two or a two and a half? I, I feel like that gets hit just as hard. But now it's uh, the picks, the plus one, the minus one. I mean, it, it's it's getting moved. I took even I took it. I took some money line because I think it's going to keep moving. And if I want to, I can just buy out of this. That's probably closed by. But six. either way, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's going to work its way there. The best the best part is you get two weeks. And it's yeah, fun. Right. You get to you get to watch you get to watch a market for two weeks, kind of develop and see yeah. if the books are going to take take a stand on a number, if they're just going to keep uh, keep rolling up. It's already two and a half at a couple places in Vegas. It's uh, two Jesus. two and a half at the stations. At Westgate is one and a half. Will Hill's two and a half. So I don't know, man. Uh, it was a bad line. <laughs> it should have been two and a half on the open. I'm surprised they gave anyone. Uh, a shout at a plus money on Patriots, but we are where we are. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess does Tom Brady bookend his career with a uh, Super Bowl win over the Rams? Yeah, probably. I don't know. They they looked a lot squirrelier this week than they did against the Cowboys, especially especially in the second half. They looked uh, little signs of life. I don't know how much they can get away with just kind of the game plan they called there at times. Do you feel like the total's high? Like yeah. Granted a little bit. Like, I think, I think the total like 58 is too high because I, yeah, both teams it, yeah. at both right. teams at times really 
dedicate the run. They do. And I, I think the Patriots were, you know, they were taking what was given to them and on, and on third and 10, you're not going to run. Let's go into that last drive. But I mean, the Patriots were running a ton on third down. And Would, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think, I think the score, I think the score, the, the Patriot, how much the Patriots scored was more indicative of the fact that they had to keep up with Kansas city late and Kansas city has a shitty defense. Rams defense is obviously much better. It's a little susceptible to the run too. If, if I'm, well, it's better, but it's susceptible to the run. That's what I'm saying. I, if I'm, if I'm Bill, I'm looking to probably continue to run the ball at a higher clip than you should. And uh, I, yeah, I think the total's high. I think it should yeah. be low fifties. I thought it'd be. I thought it'd open at 55, 56. I was a little surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you on this. Uh, it's in that fast F's uh, dome. That's worthwhile. Um, the yeah, yeah, the uh, the but I you know if, if we see the game a game play out pretty much exactly the way the AFC Championship game played out today, would it surprise you? Like a relatively ball controlly, low scoring, not crisp, not good looking first half, and that just explodes in the second half when they're going score for score with each other. What are you trying to say? Under twenty eight first half. Yeah, under t- under first half se- over second half, first half under second half over. I can I can see that. Yeah. Well, we got we got two weeks to think of a second half play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, yeah. So, what's your you know just off the cuff? What's your uh, what's your Super Bowl score? I think Pat's in the under probably. 28, 28, 20, 31, 20. I think, I think the Pats cover easily. That'd be the Pats biggest ever Super Bowl win. <clears throat> They're usually right at yeah, around three points. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If, yeah. if you think, if, if you think you saw stats and trends this week, Boy, do you have two weeks ahead of you. You're about to see every, especially it's one thing when it's like two teams that never like played each other, been to the Super Bowl before, but you know, the Rams made some appearances. The Patriots obviously made a bunch. So there's going to be so many stats, trends, and little nuggets about the Patriots for the next two weeks. Try not to let all that affect you. Like everybody let the, you know, the winter vortex dupe them into playing an under. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Even after the number had gotten away from them. Yeah. Yeah. A couple other notes, a couple of things I wanted to ask you about. Um, Belichick by far and away did the most impressive job of game management and play calling. I felt like today game preparation, game management and game calling of the four coaches. I felt like the other three coaches by yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, by default, right? The other guys took themselves out. By, of de- consideration. by default, yeah. The other guys took themselves out. Of, and, and what is it? It's this is just <clears throat> the pressure is so high to win a Super Bowl that other you know other coaches that aren't Belichick that haven't I won guess. five rings just choke it up. I guess yeah. He he wins it by attrition because uh, the Patriots' game plan was good. It wasn't great. Like yeah. the, the defense and granted, you know, they had a lead and it's super hard to stop Patrick Mahomes. So you got to give him some credit for 
keeping the ball away in the first half, but no, it was a very good game plan. And yeah, it, it absolutely smoked the other three because whatever the hell the saints were doing in the red zone, whatever the hell the Rams were doing in the first half, what the chiefs did in the first half. I mean, there was just huge gaping, gaping holes in the game plan. Some of the, I mean, basically all day time, time and clock management, just, just little things like that. It, it's amazing too. And, you know, it's one of those things where you can scream at your TV, but if you got up on the on the to totally take a left turn, you know, if you got up on stage and the price is right, you'd probably feel little butterflies and have oh, some sure, trouble sure, guessing sure. how much a toaster oven costs too. But it's a lot easier to do it from your couch or your computer. But it's just amazing, like how every you know, so many people on Twitter just instantly know like this is the right call. And and then you see, I mean, not just today, but all season, you see head coaches just continually making tactical mistakes and just glaring ones, ones you shouldn't even be second guessing or thinking about, whether it's a short fourth down, kicking, kicking a 24 yard field goal today. 24 yard field goals are the most disgusting thing in football. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, they're just it's it's just crazy how the there's these are the thirty-two best people suited for this job according to the people that hire. <laughs> and and we are getting these kind of results of week in right. and week in oh, and week out. Yes. And it's not even like they they you know, they I know I understand it's a big responsibility running a team like this. Hire somebody. Obviously there there's I see a billion people just in my Twitter feed that know what to do. There's people out there. Get, get an analyst, hire an analyst to figure out everything. I mean, it's, I said this to somebody too on Twitter. Like I wish there was some, I wish there was some, uh, you know, example of this from sports where this worked. And I posted a GIF from Moneyball. Yeah. Like, just right. Hire a nerd. Every team should hire a nerd that breaks everything down. And he's watching the game script live and he's, he can be in the coach's ear right away. All he has to say is, Hey, what's the right call here? Do I go for two? Don't you think the and, Patriots do that with Ernie Adams? Yeah, no, there, there's a hundred percent. There's teams that have these numbers that analyze things, but a great, a great majority of teams don't. Yeah. Right. Like just as a, just, I mean, you know, I don't even have to know that for a fact, just based on the results. Yeah. Just right, based on right. the decisions that are made. Yeah, there, there's so going, many people they're, that they're doing are so calls. adverse they're to not, analytics. They're just, right, yeah. Right, they're right, just, right, right. Well, and you'll hear it in the post, in the post game pressers. Well, you know, it just felt like we didn't want to lose the momentum there. Or we don't want to, you know, the, the, it's, it's almost like these guys, instead of watching the all 22, they watch the game the game replay with the announcers because they're saying some of the same shit the announcers say as far as you know we didn't want to chase points early or which also god bless tony romo yeah so like like, he has his he has his idiosyncrasies like he has some weird things about him but he he's he gets football i like him yeah he was he was uh he was outstanding on the call outstanding and uh, his ability to see the game is inc- incredible. Uh, why in the hell, if you have an existing relationship with Tony Romo, are you not calling him for your vacancy as offensive coordinator if you are the Dallas Cowboys? <sighs> I, I don't think he'd take it. He makes good money. Yeah, you think he'd be never, interested? I mean, I, I like your, I like your call. Like, he's I, never won a Super would, Bowl. 
that would be a good call. Like I, that's a good phone call to make, but would he, you know, would he even think about it? Why wouldn't he? Guys never won a Super Bowl. If you won the Super Bowl for <laughs> Dallas as a coach, you go, you know, you double, double down. You, you, and, and honestly, like if you go in and shine as well as you have, as you walk in the broadcasting booth with no experience, if you go in there and shine to the same level, like, you know, you're getting a head coaching job in a freaking blink of an eye. And then, then you got your shot to win your Super Bowl that you didn't get as a player because your body broke down on you, you know? Yeah, and that is the thing. Like, you're realizing how smart he is and how unlucky he was with injuries and not being able to hold a simple snap for a kick. Like, he, he did have some shit luck. He, he was a smart guy. Still, yeah, is. he mean, is. He's not dead. He's, he's still with us. Yeah, we're in such, yeah, he is. But yeah, we're in such kind of like a, um, you know, a lack of smart, offensive minded, creative play callers that, you know, I hate this joke is so overworked now, but like Sean McVay's gardener is getting phone calls about head coaching jobs. Like what, why not Tony Romo? What are we waiting? That was, that was our joke in the DMS when we, uh, when the Rams were losing and McVay was making stupid (laughs) calls said, does Arizona fire uh, Kingsbury now? Yeah. Like right off the bat. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, And and, that is the, uh, that is the thing there. You know, everybody wants to hire the young, you know, smart, trendy, offensive guy, but they're just kind of grasping for straws and grabbing anybody. Like, I don't feel like there's a, a lot of thought being put into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a call that I would make if I were the Cowboys. I've, without a doubt, I would make that call. Um, they should absolutely be exploring that instead of whatever nonsense they got going on hiring John Kitna quarterbacks coach and whatever, you know, whatever, Wolf. whatever sycophant Jason Garrett gets to put in to replace Scott Linehan. Um, oh, speaking of Wolf, and, and, in hindsight, in hindsight, Jared, yeah. holy shit. in hindsight, how did we not see it? Wouldn't just be somebody promoted from within somebody already on staff that, that was their guy. Yeah, like that's yeah. Not not surprising. Not where surprising. where were we? Not surprising. But yeah, if I'm Tony Romo, I'm angling to get an offensive coordinator job in the NFC East, not for the Cowboys. Get uh, Garrett fired and take over as head coach next year. That's the way to do it, man. Go work for the Eagles as their offensive so. coordinator or something, and for a year, and uh, do well, and uh, and then get hired as the Cowboys head coach next year when Garrett gets to camp. Let's uh, let's see. Let's save most of our hot takes for the Super Bowl for the next couple of weeks because we got a while. Um, anything else you're looking forward to, to to the Super Bowl besides the fact that every Patriots Super Bowl of our lifetimes has been come down to the last play of the game? Uh, you think it'll be a good one? Uh, it all depends on if you get confident Jared Goff or happy feet Jared Goff, and I have no fucking clue who shows up. So it's a high variance game on the side of the ramps, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. The, what we've seen from Goff, especially in some first halves. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, he takes him a little. If, if we get that, needs, if we get that, it hit, could it could be an ugly right. game. He needs to get a pocket established. He needs to hit a deep throw to get his confidence up, and then he starts seeing the field better. Um, if the Patriots disrupt him from doing that, which I would expect them to do because they have interesting wrinkles on defense that they use to kind of confound young quarterbacks, uh, I would expect the Patriots uh, to romp on this one. Uh, so I'm not necessarily expecting a good game. I guess is the answer. What about you? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. And that's why I played the Patriots. I think there's, you know, if you play the game a hundred times, I think you see that golf more often than you don't. Yeah. Like 64, 75, 25. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if, and if he shows, if, if that golf shows, it's an easy win. It's not a fun game. Uh, you know, just hopefully, hopefully you hit your props and there's good food at the party you're at. Yep. 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 Um, Patriots ever going to run out of this uh, lucky, uh, the lucky magic that they have going for them with these uh, kind of not unless they replace all the refs. Yeah. But besides the refereeing and some of the calls that were a little questionable though, like the catches that they were making, getting guys, you know, the plays that were working for them, you know, Brady just avoiding getting sacked. I mean, the, the, the two, the two the two uh, big body units for the Chiefs today were a huge huge disappointment. Uh, I didn't feel like the Chiefs got much pressure on Brady at all, and uh, and the Chiefs on the other hand uh, did not do a good job of um, of giving Mahomes time to make his progression, especially in the first half. So it was well, yeah, uh, it, it was took surprising. Some, some big sacks in the first half. And those are the units that usually do better when you're at home, which was especially surprising. So I, I really didn't know what to make of that. Uh, it was a weird game. And um, yeah, I would say that if you have that level of pass rush uh, from the Patriots and the uh, Super Bowl, then you're going to confound golf and fluster him and get him to make mistakes. Um, and I don't think that the offensive game plan for the Patriots would be in any way, shape or form as conservative as what we saw from the Rams. And so, if, I mean, so I saw it from the saints against the Rams today and yeah, they're going to make them pay if they turn the ball over with some sloppy play early. So uh, I could see, uh, I could see looking for uh, looking for the Patriots in the super bowl makes the most sense to me. Anything under anything under three is a good look because this is probably a pretty tight game. Well, shit. We just ruined, we just ruined the pod. Yeah, well, uh, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, there'll be uh, plenty to talk to, and no, and, and yeah. we'll have, oh yeah, we'll have a ton of stuff. We'll have a ton of stuff to talk about, especially once all the <clears throat> there'll be several thousand props bet. Like, that'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, level of excitement for the Super Bowl relative to past years on a scale of one to ten. Well, it's still. I, it, I think I'm just. I'm just a little salty now that like I hated how both games really, I mean, I don't want to say that it was controversial in the Patriots game, but man, it just felt like the, the chiefs got at the raw end of the deal there. And then obviously the, the saints had a really tough call against them. Not, not called. So it, it sucks how much we talked about it. Several people said this day, it, it sucks how many tweets how many things uh just everywhere in social media talking to people i know and on uh, you know even on tv it sucks how much the refs came into play today yeah. and how many how many you know, 
plays had to be challenged or reviewed and looked at. Like it just, it just ruins, it ruins the flow of the game and it, it, it ruins the feeling you can have that like the better team won. So yes. it, it sucks, but hope so. That, I guess that's what I'm hoping for in the Super Bowl. I'm hoping for a really good game that's just you very, you hear very little about, you know, the refs during the entire match. That may be wishful thinking, but I'm with so, you. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of salty about how the games turned out because of that. Like it was, it's just a bad look for the league. It's and it was, it made it less fun when everything hinged on them. So I think by the time two weeks rolled around, I'll be plenty excited, especially after we get talking about props and everything here in a couple of weeks. So okay, well, I'm at like a. One. I mean, how are you? Are you excited? <laughs> no, I'm at like a one. Uh, I really don't care about the Super Bowl. Then most of it's just because I have nothing at stake right now in the futures market, so I don't have an obvious angle to attack this one other than, I guess, looking for Patriots to kind of put a bookend on the Tom Brady-Belichick era with another win against the Rams. Yeah, it's fun. There's some tweets going around, too. Like, this one... I can't I can't fact check everything in real time, but the, I, it says two of two of the refs are from Los Angeles in the in the game, uh, in the, wow. the Saints game, and then one of them actually played for the Rams. A third one, Phil McKinley spent some time with the Rams in his playing career. Uh, well, the chances <laughs> that bad, okay, so bad optics. I'll it's bad optics, but I'll dispel. I'm going to dispel the. Um, Oh no! I, I'm, uh, I'm going to dispel you know, the hometown bias right away because there's a higher likelihood if they live in Los Angeles that they are fans of some other team and not the Rams um, than that they are Rams fans because no one around here really like. I wish I could have. I wish I should have like live streamed like this is like the local bar and this is like how excited people are for the Rams. Oh, did you see someone did that? Uh, it was like the guy from the, like, the guy from Chalk. Oh, I didn't um, see. I it. can't think of his name right now. Uh, you know, I can't think of it. ESPN guy though. He had a he had a video he reposted from a bar in in Los Angeles. And it was it was like they were, they were not excited at all. They were like, "Yeah, good job, guys." It was pretty funny. Like it's funny how you, you know you'll see those live streams from bars where they go nuts and there's beer everywhere and the the fans go wild. It was like six guys sitting at a bar, like, "Yeah, good job, Rams." It is weird. It's just not the yeah, pro cool. football hey, town. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the conspiracy hey, good, stuff. Good on you, fellas. Yeah, if you want to get conspiracy stuffy, uh, talk to me about, uh, you know, Rams trying to sell, uh, you know, PSLs for that giant new stadium and the likelihood that a Super Bowl trip will oh, yeah. up interest for that. I mean, that if you want to go conspiracy, that's where you're going. You're not looking for you know, this guy did go to UCLA. Too. And, uh, he went to UCLA, played for the Rams. None of this is a smoking gun. Ooh, and <laughs> played for the Falcons. So no, no, this is it's it's reaching, but it's fun. It'll give us something to talk about for two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh good luck on your tennis podcast. Uh Sasha Zvera, please want to fucking set you asshole. Uh I just posted a video for you there of one of maybe the best racket smashes we've seen all year. Uh, definitely the best racket smash of 2019 so far. Um, but yeah, the Australian Open is not going well for me either. I'm not like down a whole bunch, but uh, I just don't have a feel for these players in this their form right now. I can't believe all the upsets yesterday. 
Uh, I definitely thought we would see year. a competitive match between Zverev and Raonic here. And this is like as lopsided as anything we've seen. Um, yeah. Well, have you, have you, uh, you got, is it, is it as simple as Djokovic, Serena still? Djokovic, Osaka. Osaka's looked a little questionable last couple of rounds. Svitolina, Svitolina's been sharper. You don't think Svitolina's going to get her? Svitolina actually looks sharp, but I, I don't know if she can handle that power. We'll see. It's it's fun because I don't really I don't follow women's nearly as close. So I'm just I'm just I like Osaka and I hope she wins. But yeah, the the women's draw I think is much wider open. I think Joker steps it up a couple levels and just takes care of business. Yeah, especially with some of the upsets. Like I guess I'm not too worried about his path at the moment. Yep. Yep. So yep. with that. Until the Super Bowl, guys. All right, man. Oh, we'll be talking oh, no, for that. No, 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 no. We're talking to uh, Alex this week. We're going to cover. Uh, we're going to cover. And actually, thank you for saying this. Uh, we're going to talk to Alex, our friend Alex Bartlett, this week. Do our annual Pro Bowl week mailbag, uh, where we hit topics related to every other team that's not in the Super Bowl. Uh, so we'll, we'll pull some questions. Some of it will probably be division questions or we can cover a bunch of teams. Some may be draft related, some may be coaching decision related. Um, but we're basically going to give a little bit of shine to all, um, all 30 other teams that aren't in the Super Bowl via a mailbag. Uh, and if you are interested in asking some questions about your team, who is not either the Patriots or the Rams, then by all means, uh, reply to the post of this podcast and we will potentially answer your question if it's a good one so with that uh enjoy your uh, enjoy a low a week of basketball and uh, second week of a grand slam of tennis and uh, we will talk to you midweek <laughs>